expect uh, uh, institutions in America to project positive male, uh, uh, in, uh, black male images. Uh, black male images are created through revolution, uh, through fighting to change the kind of oppress oppressive conditions that have existed here and that exist. You know, this, this, this revolution is filled with so many ironies, really. Uh, first, you tell us that it is manly to keep your word. All right, if you are a man, you keep your word. And now all of the black people in this country are demanding, and even the black people in the whole world are demanding, is that you keep your word. You told us we were free. Well, then show us that we're free. You told us that there is justice, equality for all in this country. Well, then stick to your word and let us see the justice and equality for all. It's time for a legendary introduction. Welcome to Unpacking the Box. I really think nobody does it better. Join the conversation as we cover everything from life and relationships. All a woman wants is a choice. Inspiring interviews. That just hit me. Wow. And everything in between. Just keeping it real. We keeping it all the way real. Whoa. Now let's start unpacking. This is Linnea, your host. Your girl is back. The whoop is back. How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? I miss y'all so much. Your girl is back. I know I've been gone since mid-April, but I'm back now. So let's get right into it, y'all. This episode is strictly about the Black man's perspective on topics like police officers in general, police brutality, mental health, being able to release their feelings and feeling safe to do so and just in general living, breathing, and maneuvering this world as a black man. So today you will hear black men, young black men, all types of black men speak their rawest feelings, emotions, thoughts, what they feel. Oftentimes we ask men to open up and release their feelings to us, but we do not create comfortable spaces for them to do so. And so today, that's what I wanted to do with this episode. I think it's important. And so may we all learn something today. May our thoughts be provoked. May we leave with a better understanding. May it lead to a domino effect in our community for more dialogue. All right, y'all, let's go. Jerome, age 37. I presented these questions to him, and this is how he answered. What are your thoughts on police officers, police brutality? From my personal experience, I have encountered mostly good cops who generally are easy to deal with. I have had one bad experience while being pulled over. The officer approached me with his guns drawn. My vehicle had tents, and he claimed he couldn't see me clearly and approached me that way out of caution. In my opinion, police brutality is the result of severe disconnect between officers of other communities, 
policing communities that they don't understand or care for. I do think it can improve with not only awareness, like what came from George Floyd, but also with more effective community policing and policies being enforced. You're riding in a car or driving and you see a police officer driving alongside you in traffic, but no sirens are on at the moment. They are just driving regularly. What are your initial feelings? He said to proceed with caution, but not in fear. What do you think will help restore our black community's trust in police officers? Social justice reform? If significant progress can be made from the top down, it could help restore the community's trust. What are your thoughts on mental health as it pertains to you being a man and as a black man? As a man, I think managing your mental health is just as important as maintaining your physical health. As a black man, we're regarded for our physical attributes, but often disregarded for our lack of mental health and emotional capacity. Black men, we need to change this narrative and do the work required to become kings. We were destined to be mentally, physically, and spiritually. In your daily life, do you feel like you can speak freely and safely about your emotions? If not, why? No. To put it simple, emotions equals weakness. And as men, especially black men, were trained since childhood to keep all of that bottled in. What has your experience been like thus far maneuvering, uh, learning, living, and working in this world as a black man? Overall positive, as difficult as it is being a black man in America, I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm proud of the skin that I'm in and all of the challenges and complexities that come with it. As a light-skinned black man, I'm fully aware of how I'm viewed as less threatening as a dark-skinned man. Also, as an educated black man, this helps me with staying informed and sharing that knowledge with others in my community. And lastly, y'all, I asked him to unpack his box. And if you guys don't know already, if you're new to me, that is a moment where you get to release whatever you need to release. You get a minute just to say whatever is on your chest at the moment. It proves to be very therapeutic. The audience loves it. I love it. And so for his box, he must have unpacked this. My advice to all the black men listening is to do you. Don't let past trauma, stereotypes, toxic max masculinity, or hundreds of years of oppression stop you from being what God created you to be. Jerome, thank you so much for your submission. I appreciate you, King. You know, we will receive what you said. We will receive these words. This is what this is what this episode is all about. And to you, the listeners, please, let's receive these words. Let's use it. Let's open up more comfortable and safe spaces for these men to talk. Thank you again. And let's continue hearing from the men, y'all. My name is Grant. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm 19 years old. What are your thoughts on police officers? My thoughts on police officers is that they're in a, a position of power to protect and serve our communities. And the, and the few police officers that take advantage of that power make the whole bunch look bad. You're riding in a car in traffic and you see a police officer next to you with no sirens on. What are your initial feelings? Uh, my initial feelings is to uh, keep driving regularly, but find a way to move away from them because 
they have the certain power where if they turn on their sirens and I didn't do anything at all, they can, I will have to lawfully comply and pull over when I didn't do anything at all. So I just try to move away from them as, as soon as, I just try to move away from them. What do you think will help restore our, our black community's trust in uh, police officers? I believe if there were more, if there was more diverse police officers, more people of color, that will help uh, build our trust back. But I, I understand and recognize that being a police officer is not a attractive job opportunity for uh, people of color. So that's the only thing that I see that will help restore our, our uh, trust in the police officers. What are your thoughts on mental health uh, as it pertains to being a young black man? Uh, my thoughts are that that if I have priorities and business I have to take care of, I can't just not take care of them because my mental health is not good. I'm not feeling right. So what I would personally do is I would I would just have to tough it out and then say it when I come in, uh, I would just make sure when I'm done handling my priorities, my business, I make sure I have rest and relaxation, get my mind right and come back better the next day. What has your experience been so far maneuvering, learning, living, and working in this world as a black man? My experience been great. I want to have it any other way. I've been given uh, good opportunities to succeed in life, and I try to take advantage of that opportunities. I try to uh, stay, stay away from trouble. I try to keep on a good path. So my experience has been uh, great. You know, it take, takes a lot of work to uh, get everything done. But as long as I got the right mindset, I'll get it done. So my, I, my experience has been great. What do you hope to accomplish in the near future? Uh, my dreams and passion is to own a, a restaurant. So I, I'm just working on trying to find the right job that can give me the uh, the right amount of money so I can take care of my dreams and passions of owning a, a restaurant, possibly most likely a, a food franchise. And I plan to have on, plan to get married, uh, have kids, and make sure they're good in the future too. Possibly uh, uh, buy a house. You know, I definitely want to travel, want to go to uh, Africa, South America, the Caribbeans. So that's that's some some of my goals for the near future. Hey y'all, uh, my name is Brandon and I'm 20 years old. Um, how I feel about police, I feel like police are here to serve and protect the community and keep us, pretty much just keep us safe. If I'm in a car driving and I see a cop car um, drive alongside me, how do I feel? I mean, I'm relaxed and I'm calm as if I would any other day. What I think will restore the black community's trust in police officers I think if we start seeing more positive than negative, I think that will really change our minds about how we, that will, that will change how we view the police. I feel as though there's more so, when we when we think about police, we think about all the negative stuff, but in reality, I honestly think there's more good police than bad. So I think if we start seeing that for ourselves, then 
um, our mindset will change about it. Being a young black man in today's society, mental health is very important, and I think we should take it very seriously, um, cause it it is a big deal, and we should we should learn to take care of ourselves, cause if our mental health isn't like on point, then nothing else will. So mental health plays a big role in our lives, and we should definitely take it more seriously. Um, life thus far at being a young black man has been has been great thus far. Um, I'm still learning things. I'm still experiencing different things. I mean, I'm only 20 years old, so I have, I have a long way to go. But the main thing I wanna say is that I've realized how extremely blessed I am to be in the position where I'm at now because some people don't don't have what I what I'm able to have and I'm extremely blessed for that. My name is William and I'm 12. I feel like police officers don't protect us and they're not doing their job correctly based off a documentary I was watching. I don't remember the name of it. But I remember them like beating people is and things like based on like what like what they were doing. I feel like they're not gonna like protect us or like if like anyone like needs help, they're not gonna help them. That like that's how I feel about them driving. In order for me to trust police officers, I like would like them to like help people like help black people, help white people, everyone, like around, like everyone around the world. My experience as being a black boy in this world, it's like I'm like experiencing, experiencing like everything in the world, communicating with people. I don't feel like I'm getting treated like a certain way. I feel like I'm getting treated like the same way as everyone. William, 38. Police are supposed to be the protectors of society against those who intend to do it harm. However, police have recklessly proven themselves to be just as dangerous as the criminality they're sworn to protect against. I do understand the need for police. I'm not naive to believe that police genuinely have my best interest as a citizen. It's historically dishonest to operate in that frame of thought as a black person in America. The entire police infrastructure is built on black pain and oppression. And backed by an equally antiquated legal system that virtually refuses to reprimand police officers who outright brutalize and murder black people even with clear evidence that the world can see police brutality is merely par for the course in america the policing system in america is long overdue for a complete re-engineering in order to begin functioning with the equitable justice that it was meant to. My initial feeling is anxiety. I've pretty much always had a disdain for police and that didn't change once I started driving. You, before the flood of videos of police issuing 
unnecessary violence, I already knew what they were capable of. And so pretty much every encounter brings the same feeling because of, because of the uncertainty of what could happen. I remember reading some article about a study that measured stress uh, in black people. And it said that an average of about seven seconds is taken off for each instant of encountering the police while driving. Uh, Although I have that feeling in that situation, I maintain my present actions. I don't slow down or speed up. I do my best to act as if it's another car on the road but I'm very cognizant of their presence. I suspect that until policing in America makes some drastic changes, I'll probably continue to have that feeling for the duration of my life. Stronger integrity within policing that aims to partner with black communities would be a huge factor in gaining the public trust. The good police officers that have the courage to call out the misdeeds of the bad and is actually met with proper justice would go a long way in showing black communities that they are willing to work on themselves in order to be better at their jobs. I also maintain that our own black communities must do their part in maintaining the community. It's a two-way street. We cannot continue to allow our communities to be further degraded by some of our own people causing it harm. An earnest effort in establishing that relationship would begin to restore what we know should already be. My mental health is not something I necessarily give much thought to. I'm aware that I'm living the black experience in America that even though I'm a rightful citizen in this country, I will always be viewed as substandard that my equality has and continues to be not a matter of fact, but a question of legitimacy. It's the, uh, it's the beautiful struggle that black people have had to contend with for generations Despite the hardships that we have to go through, ultimately, we must continuously prove to this country that we are worthy. My favorite author, James Baldwin, uh, once said in a discussion that to um, to be black and relatively conscious is to be in a rage almost all the time. I can identify with that very closely because as I negotiate life as a black man in this country, I can't help but to see modernized versions of what my ancestors have seen in their lifetimes. On the one hand, to be able to identify the oppressive structures and the rhetoric used to maintain them is a valuable skill. It says that I'm consciously aware of a past that has found a way to renew itself in the present. But on the other hand, it's tiring to know and understand that that oppression exists and that there are people who are insistent on arguing that it doesn't. 
that's the internal rage that I contend with as far as my mental health is concerned uh, on that matter. Honestly, I've never felt safe speaking about my emotions and I very rarely do. Uh, in my experience, it has really never served me any good purpose to do so. Even when I'm assured that it's okay to do so. Um, I don't take issue with it or feel as if I'm missing out on something because I don't speak much about my emotions. Um, I try to conduct myself as best a person as I can be um, and navigate this life as best I can um, to do as much good to and for people as I can. Uh, but again, as far as my emotions are concerned, it, it just has never served me any good purpose to do so. There was never never any benefit from as far as my experience is concerned that I have seen. Living a black experience in America so far has been a very enlightening experience. A stressful and tiring one, but an enlightened one nonetheless. I've lived, learned, and navigated this existence in states of happiness, sadness, depression, joy, awareness, and resolve. I'm aware of who I am, what I am, and from whom and where I come from. Living as a black man, I've always had to operate in a constant state of readiness, even when I don't have the capacity to do so. One thing that gives me purpose to maintain is learning from my ancestors, who they were and what they endured for my existence to be. They each have left some bit of legacy behind for me to use and create my own to pass on to my successive generations. So far, I believe that I've proved that I am built for this circumstance. There are a few things I've learned as a black man in this lifetime. And one of those things that I've learned is there are three cards that a black man should carry and utilize at all times. A library card to enhance his intellectual capacity, a gym card to enhance his physical capacity, and a voter's card to enhance the power to determine his destiny. Black men need to exercise all three at all times. Also, please take the time to piece together your genealogy. It's essential to understand from whom and where you come from and how your family's stories have personally contributed to the story of America. America's history is not true or complete without the black people who built its foundations. And we are the living descendants that are responsible for their preservation. Hello, this is Devin. Um how I feel about police and police brutality. Um, it's a disease. 
It's a cancer affecting our entire country. And uh, police, I mean, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. You know, you want to be a cop? Fine, go be a cop, but be, be an appropriate police officer. Conduct yourself appropriately at all times um, around your counterparts or not. Especially when you're out in this community, you're, you're supposed to serve and protect. I mean, it's just so much to that. Most cops aren't even from the community. They're supposed to be serving and protecting. But, I mean, that's how I feel about it. I mean, it's, a, it's a disease. It affects everyone. We all can be stricken with this disease, and um, the consequences could be dire. Whenever I see the police in general, it's a situation where it's like, what you want? Like, what, what you around here for? You know, you kind of eye roll, suck your teeth. It's a general uncomfortable feeling because, you know, we don't like the police. I mean, you know, when have you ever seen a cop? And it's been for a good thing, you know? Cops don't show up to tell you you won an award. You know, they're not, they're not there to tell you you did a good job. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're not there for good reasons. They're usually there for bad reasons, you know? Um, I've never had to call the police myself. Um, no, that's a lie. I got in a car accident and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I called somebody else and um, they told me, yo, call the police. And I didn't know how to do that. It was a very awkward phone call. I told the lady I've never done this before. Um, and I was, you know, I think like 31, something like that. So, you know, generally you just don't really like the cops. It's always uncomfortable whenever they're around. I mean, there's nothing that can fix that. You know, there's no building that relationship. It's never been good. We never had a good relationship. Um, our community and the police force has never had a good relationship, you know. <laughs> it's never been uh, an amicable um, partnering of policing force in the community or in ours, you know. So there's no fixing that. Um, there's no amelioration uh, on the horizon, in my opinion, for that. That's all I have to say on that. Maneuvering as a black man up until this point, it's been confusing. I think for like it's been for everybody, you know. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. You don't want to be too this. You don't want to be. You don't want to have too little of that. Like you're just never. It's never enough. You know. It feels like. You you. You got to be strong. You got to be aggressive. You got to be smart. You got to be mild you gotta be take charge you gotta listen you know and then you have to be all these things for everyone you know except your homies but you know you have to be all these things all the time and it's just confusing because the moniker that everybody wants to live by is be yourself and then the second you you're that you you know you're a problem so confusing and the ability to speak freely, I mean, well, okay, so speaking freely and safe to express my feelings, I personally don't have an issue with that in the world I know. You know, um, I'm surrounded by loved ones on a regular basis. You know, I got a good circle of homeboys and friends and family, you know, that, you know, we can speak to each other and discuss, you know, I'm fortunate in that way. However, there's not, you know, if I'm able to speak, you know, for, you know, I don't know the black the the, uh, the black male community. Uh, it may not be as easy for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Um, which is of course an issue. Um, men already have a thing with expressing themselves internally for one reason or another, and then 
not feeling like there's a safe haven to do that can be, you know, devastating. But me personally, yeah, I don't I don't have that problem. I'm okay. I don't have any gems to drop. You know, um I never chose the easy roads. I never chose the smart roads. Like I, I don't know, I got no gems. You know, make make better decisions, you know. Think. You know, if there's one thing I uh, would tell anybody is to think. Always think. And it sounds simple, but the moment your brain starts producing thoughts, people start, you know, getting together and say, you know, maybe we should just let this one go. You know, you know, he had what he had on this planet or they had what they had on this planet. And now it's time to go. You know, so always think. Just think. Thinking is important. You're never thinking. You're never overthinking. That's insane. That's an insane thing to say. It's the only thing you do that lets people know you're alive is <laughs> to think. So think. You know what I'm saying? That, that's it. That's my only gem. Fucking think. Hello, my name is Willie. In order for there to be trust in the black community with police officers, we have to know each other. We have to see each other besides when someone calls 911 or when they're in pursuit. Nobody would trust anyone if they don't know them. Mental health for me as a black man and as a man is priority. Now that a lot of us are recognizing what mental health really is, it should be as important as breathing and opening your eyes every day. I most definitely feel like I can speak freely and safely about my emotions. I don't feel like I can have a conversation with every man about it, though. Because I feel like a lot of men still have their guards up or they don't know how to express their feelings when talking to another man. I feel like majority of police are missing out on being a community with the people, but instead it feels more like it's just a job to them. It's just a nine to five. My thoughts about police brutality is how does this, does this keep happening? With all the classes and training, and we're talking about just regular people, I, I, I don't understand how we are still having this issue. My initial feelings when I see police officers when I'm driving is I'm uncomfortable. Because I don't know if they're having a bad shift or maybe their home life is in shambles. I'm I'm just, I'm uncomfortable because I don't know if they're going to take their frustration out on me. Or really, I, I just, I don't know who they are. I'm finding that living is the easy part about being a black man. The hard part is learning to be black and be a man. We have to learn how to use our presence, use our words that doesn't come off as us being intimidating. We have to learn who we are in order to be who we want to be. And let me unpack my box. Stop letting social media, music, 
or your surroundings determine who you are or who you could be. You can only be better if you do better. Thank you, Lene, for this opportunity. What's going on? I'm George Baskerville, 45, out of Richmond, Virginia. So what are my thoughts on police officers and police brutality? Um, even at this time, riding in the car has its own anxieties to come with it. You know, you never know if somebody's having a bad day or just as a bad person when in terms of dealing with police officers. Um, I think I'm a lot more aware of my surroundings. Um, depending on their disposition while I'm driving, I can be a little anxious. Um, but for the most part, it just made me uh, hypervigilant um, as to their position and their presence. Um, in the black communities, I think we need just more interaction. We need more interaction that isn't uh, in a law-abiding type thing, but more in an interaction in terms of protect those who can't protect themselves. I think we need to see a police presence that is there to actually be there for our safety and our protection and not just to enforce laws. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that will help our community more. And I think that we as a community need to also understand that we have to do our part to ensure that the good police officers get as much attention as those who aren't so good. Um, mental health is big. I think it's very big for black men right now. I know it's become a big deal. Um, but I think as, as black men, we need safe space. What I hear more often than not is that our black men are very, uh, man, they're very hard on us and our black women are very hard on us. Like nobody gives black men a chance to just go through the process of healing. You know, if you say something that is emotional, it's like, who hurt you? If you say nothing at all, it's that you don't have enough um, emotional awareness to dictate, to articulate how you feel. And I think it makes it difficult. Um, in my life, I found that the more I kind of got into taking care of myself mentally, I did get bolder, but I also got a became a lot more um, protective of my emotions because I, I see how hard the world can be on you when you're vulnerable. Um, in my daily life, I feel like I do have space to speak freely. Um, I have space to say what I feel when I feel it and to just deal with those things. Um, that I feel in that moment. I think a lot of times I am very much aware of what my words can do and what the space and the emotion that comes with the words can do. Um, now, I've had to create safe spaces, you know, um, and every place isn't safe. Every place isn't the right environment to voice, to use your voice, to voice your opinion, to... Uh, speak quote-unquote your truth because everybody isn't equipped to um, have conversations involving that 
So I think uh, self-awareness is a big thing. Um, I think for me at 45, for a lot of my youth, I didn't know who I was. Um, I had and I was masking what I considered identifying traits with the identity of who I am. So I didn't do a lot of things. I did a lot of things just for acceptance. Um, and as I've gotten older, as I've experienced life, and especially in the last three years, I've kind of accepted the identity of who I am. I accepted that I will never, ever be part of the it crowd. I'm going to always be on the outskirts. Um, that I have great qualities and I accept those qualities and I accept the fact that I have some things I need to work on. So uh, maneuvering through this life is about dropping the identifying marks, dropping those things that people have told you or that anybody has said of who you are and just taking time to find yourself, to find your space, to find out who you are and find out whose you are. Um, spirituality is a big deal. It is a big deal to know who you serve and where you stand in that space. Um, lastly, man, you know, um, I will say this. I will say that God matters. God matters so you matter. And you matter because you're created in his image. So even though it may not always seem like the popular thing, whatever you believe in, believe wholeheartedly, believe with everything that's in you and know that God put you here for a purpose. He put you here at this point, this time and this place to be. So just be that. Just be it. And you know what? At the end, if you faith around just faith around a little bit, you'll find out just how great God is and just how great you are. Peace. Hey, your peace words, the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon. Don't keep it moving. Stay right here and keep it locked for Unpacking the Box, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. The fact that you took time out of your day and you chose to listen to this episode and you didn't have to, I really appreciate that. I am forever grateful for that. I am forever thankful. This podcast would not be what it is without you, my listeners, my tribe, my community, my supporters. I love y'all so, so, so very much. And a special, special shout out to all the kings and the young kings who graced this episode. It would not be what it is without you. Thank you for trusting me and my platform to be able to be comfortable, to be raw, and to feel safe enough to open up and share perspectives on such sensitive matters in a world that is constantly trying to silence you. I hope that you know how much you are loved. I hope that we can be able to create more safe spaces for you to open up and release your emotions and your feelings in general. I hope this creates a domino effect. I really, really do. And that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why I did this episode. So thank you y'all so so much shout out to jerome 
Grant, Brandon, William the Fourth, William the Fifth, Devin, Willie. Willie is actually a fellow podcaster, y'all. Yes, he is a part of this amazing community. He has an amazing podcast that he hosts alongside his beautiful wife, Queen Fiona, called The Thing About Us Podcast. Make sure y'all check that out, okay? It's amazing. And last but not least, George. George is also a fellow creative and podcaster who has some super dope projects coming up, y'all. Okay, we're going to look out for that. Listen, with that being said, if you feel like you want to create a podcast, but you are afraid, listen, this is a beautiful community. There are the listeners, the support system, and then there are the podcasters. We each work together to make sure that we are all successful. This is a collaborative effort. And so if you're thinking about being a podcaster, listen, the more the merrier, okay? Because we have to continue having these conversations in a world where we know in general, black people, you know, they want to silence us. There was once a time where we could not speak so freely, but we can today. And so I encourage you, if you are thinking about, you know, creating a podcast, go for it, do it. I say do it. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And again, I thank you so much. I'm out y'all. Wait, before you leave, keep up with your girl on Instagram at unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be well.